Now, greetings to everyone once again, and uh, as promised, and I, listen, I am really, really excited about people uh, responding so fast. One day I'll have over, I don't even know how many listeners, countless, just to hear one of these stories. That's what excites me the most, because I get the liberty of adding more, and it works to my rhythm to actually do so, if you consider me actually writing a story every day. <clears throat> this is what I initially was made for when I when it came to even sharing my story or even to tell it to someone, if not on a daily basis, if not on some sort of non-timetable, like every time I saw them, it would be initially a story from the top of my head. And obviously, I premeditated this by writing these stories ahead of time, but I really, really enjoy this, and so thank you to the listeners, um, whoever you are, and many, many to come, because this is, I get goosebumps thinking about the creative process and how honored I am to even be a part of it. And so the creative process adds this level of intimacy because I get to go in and explain what it was that I was writing. And so even in the last story, when it came to Sand Angels, it seems so simple, but it becomes infinitely complex if you think about a character not composed of sand, but still of cosmic sand, and how one would even look, what would their eyes look. I didn't even go into the descriptions, or I may never even do so from the beginning, because I always want to have this sense of mystery with me and my listeners or my audience, this sense of abstract creativism. And what I mean by this is that we come into this root uh, embodiment of artistry where we expect something to be a certain way. And that's quite the opposite of what an artist to me truly is because art encompasses so much. It really does. And the more that I think about art encompassing everything, I get equally as excited. So when it comes to explaining something why I did it, it it just becomes this whole story in itself and I started listening to some of my old uh, podcasts and they got me excited and how I used to say uh all the time like uh uh <laughs> it's an interesting development of character literally from the author explaining characters and the irony in itself I, I really enjoy things like this the development the overall evolution of my story and how it's progressed into the fourth story and how it's influenced it, it's unparalleled. And I am deeply, deeply appreciative. I wake up every morning looking at it like, oh, okay, how much, did someone else listen? Did, did they listen again? Like it's, it's really, really uh, something to revere. And I'm always gonna revere these little things even if it becomes something uh, grander or large. So with that being said, this is V. Once again, hit the subscribe button. This is the second book, uh, The Seeds of the Time Before Time. Now, I've explained the meaning of the book, and in no way is this indicative of so many things that go on in regular waking life. This is strictly, strictly, strictly fantasy. So yes, fantasy, science fiction. And with that being said, I crafted many many stories in my head many many stories I didn't even use there were so many that I just wanted to span them out 
because there was a lot of content to fit in and I wanted to get the second book done while I was on the beach. Now, fun fact, I probably didn't even have a pad or a laptop at the time when I was doing said book and that just rings true of the determination to actually accomplish a goal that I set. And this is no shots to anyone else, it's just for my own personal goal and until I finally leave this place for good for good, uh, I'll just tell whoever it was uh, that crafted my life that thank you for me being, um, one, not an asshole, but two, uh, me accomplishing my goals. There's so many things in life that I feel that are important, but can only be brought up in a conversation versus uh, explanation or exposition versus someone explaining it without any rhetoric back. And this is one of those instances where there is a king, literally, and in the one afterward it is king's pride, but in no way is it indicative of um, the pride that is going through uh, America at this moment. It, it dealt with this sense of nationalism that one has. And these people wake up in this crystal village like and i hate even saying it on the west coast because of this negative connotation but i literally did that kind of on purpose just to play on words and they wake up in this beautiful decadent place this otherworldly place that could never be built by man alone and by hands and carefully architectured into something impossible from the bottom of the from the bottom of the, what do you call it, buildings to the top of the rafters, it is something I've never even crafted before in my mind. So I know others may or may not be curious as to what it would look like. But these beings are not what we consider like refugees. These are really smart individuals who live in a desolate place. And so it's basically, you could think of a desert with an oasis of crystal village or crystal kingdom that's lights you've never seen before rhombuses different type of uh, crystalline structures crafted to be by some giant hand but then too uh, the intricacies of it where it's almost as if they've drilled holes in it to create certain things or doors or uh, screws and things it's immaculate from head to toe, start to finish. And then the people themselves are not in drabs and clothes. They, are, they have clothes that align with said crystals or different types of crystals. And there are so many, and these are not the ones from Earth that we've seen since time immortal. These are like, to even wrap a mind around how large Celestial is, it's the size of the sun. And so that sheer scope should let you know how many crystals and rocks and stones that they have embroiled on their garments this is not for play, like innumerable more so than the amount of bones that we have in our body and so they witness this great mass alzheimer's or mass amnesia but to them it wasn't to wake up and rape and pillage and fight with one another or to just steal their initial an innate response in each and every one of them was to help their fellow man 
Like that's the one thing they remembered in their minds. The thing on their minds was to figure out and rebuild, to structure as if it was a, a crack in the crystal or whatever you want to call it, and to help their fellow man regardless of what they looked like, regardless of what circumstances had transpired. They didn't even care. They just wanted to help. And so they did. And they congregated together and figured out meticulously how their society used to run in some structure faction, fashion. And then uh, they speak with one another so that they can get just to the bottom of it and they speak with their king. And the king is just as flabbergasted as they are because he's upset. In the general sense, the leader has this sense of charge to their people of responsibility, but this one in particular has a giant responsibility because his people have forgotten who they were. And then two, it's just the state of his kingdom. It is pale in comparison, and that is to say how great uh, their kingdom once was to what it was in shambles and all these other different things that happened while they were all sleeping. And so that's generally the conversation that's happening and the people tell him, and I'm not gonna ruin it, but they just have a general conversation of, well, if that happens, then this happens and, and don't be upset type of mentality as if they were children. And he's just having this, this moral responsibility like, wow, I gotta, help these people I have to to get them on the right track or even understand the magnitude of what we have and yeah this is uh one of the fun stories but it's it's winding to the end where I was placing these lessons or stories at the end so and and how about that when it came to it because I wanted to add on to the story so I'll explain in the afterthought what I mean by adding on to it but yes, be looking for this, and this is when you know the meaning of your name. <laughs> when you know the meaning of your name, you'll enjoy it. Thank you. Hit the subscribe button. Thank you for the listeners. Keep listening. Keep adding. Share it with someone. I, I am African-American, so I mean, I, I don't know if that's a novelty or anything, but I guess I have cool imagination and cool stories. Thank you. When you know the meaning of your name, to those that have them embody bliss, to those of the future waiting to hear explanations of the past, we have missed. Sorrily, I must confess, this will convey nothing of the like, said a king. Weighted upon my shoulders are each of you all's best guests. How do you know I am who I claim I hail? A voice from the audience screamed, you awoke in the Crystal Palace, that there was no one else. Ignoring the obvious would award us the added bonus of denying what sows us to the best of courage. Shame on us for ha having the gall to forget how callous. The king smiled and frowned, I'm honored. Yet to this Manfroy that stands before you, I am horrid. Gas begot their crowns, the king continued. We don't remember days of the past, our history is gone, never to be eaten nor had. My intuition pledges my destiny that is manifest. We are all kings and queens. This our humble, mysterious kingdom. In it our secrets lay dormant beneath our skin. Old memories, they bog our earlobes with seedlings, hints of what was. 
this burdens the growth the what lies underneath those eyes burning from desire fed our former selves must perish if we are to survive a voice interrupted and said tell us O great king where do you get your pride okay so there's numerous things that I will explain but I know this is one of my um, coolest stories and, and one of the ones that I want to add on later in the next few books actually but this one dealt with the green well not a green king but uh, the crystal king and so I explained to you that their structure or their society was embroiled with this sense of decadence this sense of beauty and I did not mention and didn't want to spoil that that added to everyone else's sense of nationalism. They were all kings and queens. And that was the cool part about it so that there was no sense of better than or it just was automatic sense of equality and the things that they possessed were all so intricate to their and their own bloodlines. So with that out of the way, they just wanted to acknowledge this other king who was the one or caretaker, if you will, of many of them and their own dreams. And I will allude to this later on in book four, but I make a comment in book three as to them piecing together different parts of their puzzled lives. But they simply, as a congregation, have gathered together in the citadel or in the middle of this uh, middle of, <laughs> what would you call this square in the city? And they, are adamant about figuring out why the king feels this way because they've already gone through the conversations and already attempted to figure out certain points but the king is up in arms about how he has forgotten his memory so that is his charge itself it has nothing to do with the memories or nothing to do with that it's just he felt that he had failed them from the beginning by letting whatever it was happen to them. So that is where they have this open congregation and conversation with said king and he's telling them that his charge is, is such of this nature. He's very, very happy that they all came together and have their own minds and have their own ideas and have so many different aspects of their uniqueness but came together to figure out what had happened to all of them because initially it affected each and every one of them in an intricate way and so that was the cool part to see where the king is like well I, I feel like I have not done enough like this was never even a point where I, I could feel that I had done enough to help each and every one of you and so this charge that he's mentioning and I actually read a few, a, a bit of it, where he smiles and he says, I'm honored yet to this man for it that stands before you. He is horrid. It's because he feels that way. And he tells each and every one of these, these beings and they all gasp at him talking down to himself. And they say that we, they don't remember the days of the past but their secrets lay dormant and they will find them and whatever it is that has happened to them cannot be as nearly as bad as what initially forgetting all of their memories and so they will deal with it themselves 
and that's one of the things that I love about this story is because it is definitely a piece of some fantasy film or whatever you want to call it, a fantasy book, not so much Dune, but maybe Labyrinth or something where um, someone actually respects the deference of a king and a queen or what charge that has to um, as a responsibility to the rest of them. And if they are all kings and queens, then the names or the crowns really truly don't even matter. It's just as far as a deference or uh, delineating who is and who is not in this kingdom. And so I go on and describe this crystal palace that the king initially awoke in and the reasoning why um, they all know he is the king. And then too, the other mysteries that are and lay dormant in said kingdom because it is in the middle of the desert and there are no other crystals there. It, it's probably if it was in America or in this world, it would be one of the added mysteries. So it would be like 10 mysteries of the world where it would look like someone from an otherworldly place came and crafted it all with a giant hand or a giant razor beam or something like this because it is that outlandish. Once again, thank you so much for the listeners. I am truly deeply appreciative. Uh, support the arts. I mean, I wouldn't even upload these stories if I had no idea that someone wanted to listen to the ridiculous nature of what goes on in my mind. And I love that. It's completely and utterly nonsense in the abstract sense, but it makes me explain it as to why I did it so well. And it gives this other frame of reference so that others can do this their own way. And they can make whatever it was that they envisioned their own way. So, yep, hit the subscribe button, like, support, support, support the arts. And, uh, yeah, the more you guys respond, that was, like, insanely fast. It was, like, a few hours. I'll upload more and more and more and more. I have endless amount of content. You must understand this is a never-ending story, right? So this is just, like, sharpening a sword. It's never-ending. Okay. All right. This is V signing off. Peace.